You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, April 5th, 2021. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show, and I'm very excited, Bucknutters. Right after I record this show, I am headed off to the Ohio State University, the Woody Hayes Athletic Center, to watch your Ohio State Buckeyes practice football. Yeah, we're talking about practice, and I'm fired up about it. I haven't seen Ohio State practice live since like I think the second practice of last spring they opened it up to us so cannot wait here this morning we're going to have 23 minutes opened up to us they're very specific about it 23 minutes we're going to see warm-ups and we're going to see the first two periods of practice each period of practice is five minutes so we're going to see warm-ups which means 13 minutes and then the first two periods of practice I will take it I am not complaining 23 minutes of the Buckeyes. So keep it locked to Bucknuts. We're going to have full coverage of that. We're going to have videos, pictures. We'll tell you what we saw from, you know, uh, well, I'm sure will be a riveting 23 minutes of practice. And we're going to get a chance to speak with Ryan Day after practice today at 11 a.m., 1130, maybe at the latest. And we'll have coverage of all of that. But I cannot wait after talking to you guys this morning to go over to Ohio State and watch the Scarlet and Gray play a little football over there. I'll, I will take these 23 minutes. 23 reminds me of Michael Jordan. As an aside, how ridiculous is it that Michigan wears the Jumpman logo? I associate Michael Jordan with winning. Michigan football especially, I do not associate with winning. I wonder if MJ regrets that decision to have his Jumpman logo on Michigan's jersey, but I digress. Things I'll be looking for at Ohio State's practice today, obviously the quarterbacks. It's going to be so cool to see those three young guys in action, C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, Kyle McCord. As you guys know, we're hearing C.J. Stroud is the leader, and you know Ryan Day is not going to announce that, and I, I wouldn't expect him to do that. You need to push this competition, let it keep going, and no one is saying that C.J. Stroud has won this job, just sources that I've talked to say he is the leader at this particular stage. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch the quarterbacks in action. We're not going to see them go live, although I asked Coach Day – Last week, if at any point this spring, if he's going to have the quarterbacks go live, because there's got to be a delicate balance you walk as a head coach, especially one that was a quarterback like Ryan Day. He knows what a quarterback needs to do to get ready. And I asked him, especially with young quarterbacks who've really never had any game reps, CJ Stroud and Jack Miller a little bit, but they haven't thrown any passes. How many live reps do you need to get them in practice this spring where they're, they have to actually worry about a Zach Harrison or a Tyreek Smith taking their head off as they're throwing the ball. And he said, as much as it would be tempting to do that, he's not going to have them go live at all. So that would include the spring game, I would imagine, of course. I mean, he's not going to have them go live in the spring game and not have them go live at any previous time. So that's a little foreshadowing for the spring game. But I found that interesting, and it makes sense. You know, in a perfect world, you'd love for them to go live, but he doesn't want to risk them getting hurt. I get it, but you'd still like to see them go live a little bit just to get that because – then your first time going live is going to be against Minnesota on the road in a Big Ten game in the season opener. 
But I get it. Ryan Day knows better than anybody how to get his quarterbacks ready. But that's going to be fun to see them in action today. It's going to be fun seeing the running backs as well. All six of those guys, man. I mean, it's going to be – we've talked about them a lot. You know, when you look at Master Teague is obviously going to get first crack at that job, as Tony Alford, the running backs coach himself, said. But, you know, I really think – as we've talked about on the show, we've had guests on the show talk about the same thing with Jay Book and Bax and many others say things like Mayan Williams and Travion Henderson could be the one and two by the end of the year. And you guys know I'm in that camp as well. I've said that. I think those two guys could be one and two by the end of the year. I'm really high on Travion Henderson. He's the number one running back in the country for a reason in the 2021 class. Him hitting rolling early is huge. I'm also excited about Evan Pryor. I'm interested to see how Marcus Crowley looks. He looked great as a true freshman two years ago before um, suffering that torn ACL. So we'll see how he looks. Really, again, I mean, we're going to see them go through like warm-ups and like light drills today. I would love to see them go through a scrimmage today. We're not going to see that. So when I say it's going to be fun to see how how they look, we're really not going to see them playing real football today. So that would be much better, but I'm not complaining. I'm taking it. I'm just thrilled. I'm going to get a chance to see the Buckeyes practice here in about an hour from now. All right, linebackers. Linebackers is very interesting to me as well. Obviously losing all three starting linebackers as well as the top backup in Justin Hilliard. So you're losing your top four linebackers. And, you know, we'll uh, talk about the portal in a minute. We've talked about Henry 2020 a lot on the show, if he's going to be here. Hopefully he transfers in, but if he doesn't, Regardless, I like this linebacking core that they're – I mean, when you're losing your top four linebackers, it's a problem. But the fact that this linebacking core is coming back for the Buckeyes mitigates it a lot, in my opinion. Because you look at guys like Taraja Mitchell and Dallas Gant and Kayvon Pope, Craig Young, Tommy Eichenberg, Corey Simon, Mitchell Melton, Reed Carrico. I mean, that's a good core of guys right there really good so and if they can add a a guy in the portal like a henry 2020 that's huge so again they're going to find two or three really good linebackers and they're going to use that bullet a little bit with court williams maybe a lot they'll use the bullet that hybrid outside linebacker safety so i'm bullish on the linebackers i think they'll be just fine it's huge al washington's coming back you would not want a new linebacker coach coming in when you're already replacing your top four linebackers so gonna be interesting to see how the linebackers look again not that they're going live, but just to see them out there, how those guys look, maybe what the pecking order is, if they have any type of uh, – because when they go through drills, I mean, the guys that are the starters go first in drills, regardless of position. So that's where, even if they're not scrimmaging, that's how you can get a, a feel for who is where on the depth chart. And that's never foolproof, but it gives you an idea. You know, if you're a you know a guy like, like Taraja Mitchell, you're not going to be going last you're going to be going first. If you're not, it's a problem. And, um, you know, that's a way we can get an idea of who's going where on the depth chart. But again, we'll talk to Ryan day after practice. They don't like telling us too much uh, where guys are at on the depth chart. I don't blame them. If I was a coach, I'd do the same thing. I would tell the media where everybody was at, especially in spring ball. But, uh, when it's obvious, they tell us when it's a good competition, they do not. And I don't blame them. And the other position I'm really going to be looking forward to seeing is corner. Really looking forward to seeing the corners today. A lot of young guys competing for spots. We now know that, that Seven Banks is going to miss the rest of spring. With what I'm hearing is a minor injury, but it's still unfortunate he's going to miss the rest of spring. He's the one. Uh, he's going to be the number one corner, and um, corner is a concern. We already know Cam Brown is missing spring. He's coming back from that torn Achilles. They say he's going to be ready for the season, but um, that's a tough injury to come back from. 
I have no doubt Cam Brown's going to play this year, but how how good will he be? And now Seven Banks is missing spring again. That's a, I think that's a minor. I've heard it's like a knee injury, kind of a, maybe maybe a scope. So nothing serious there, but still I'd love to see uh, Seven Banks be out there for spring. So I'm really interested today to see guys like Legend Cavazos and Ryan Watts and Cam Martinez and the true freshman Denzel Burke. At least two of those guys need to step up and play a lot this year, at least two of them. And then they're bringing in Ja'Kalen Johnson and Jordan Hancock this summer. So that's huge. Those two guys are two of the best corners in the country in the 2021 class. They're high on Denzel Burke, and those two guys are ranked higher than Denzel Burke. Doesn't mean they're better. They might be. They probably will be, but doesn't mean they will be. And and Denzel Burke right now is showing out as far as everything I've heard. So that that's good. Not that he's like not showing out like he's going to be a starter, but that he is looking good. It's going to be a very young corner core there. You know, we'll see about Tyreek Johnson. He's a guy that uh, former five star. He was a a safety when he was being ranked coming out of high school in Jacksonville. Same high school as Sean Wade. Same high school as Marcus Crowley. Trinity Christian ranked as a five-star safety coming out of high school. He's been the corner at Ohio State, now entering his fourth year. Can Tyreek Johnson finally step up? That'd be huge. He didn't look good last year, though, so I'm skeptical about that. So that's another guy that you got to mention, though. So Tyreek Johnson. But again, you know those young guys, Legend Cavazos, Ryan Watts, Cam Martinez, Denzel Burke, how will they look? I'm really curious to see that. Can't wait to see those guys. I'm just looking forward to seeing the silver bullets out there, just those helmets. I'm just looking forward to seeing the Scarlet and Gray out there today. It's going to be so great seeing some football because even during, even when the season got restored last year, as you guys probably know, I mean, the media, we couldn't, we got nothing. We got nothing. We got um, no practices and during games would be in the press box, but only a certain amount and you wouldn't get any field access. It's just going to be so nice being in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center later this morning, watching these guys practice. Let's get to some of the position changes. I find this very interesting. G. Scott Jr. moving from wide receiver to tight end. He was already a big wide receiver, and he's not going to be an inline tight end. He's going to be a flex tight end, kind of like an Evan Ingram for the New York Giants, something like that. G. Scott was already a big wide receiver, and um, you know he's a, a physical guy, a guy they're going to use on special teams a lot, going to be a second-year player, and probably wasn't going to play as much as he wanted at wide receiver, and there's going to be a Good opportunity for him at tight end. They like using 12 personnel a lot with the two tight ends on the field. Jeremy Rucker, of course, All-American candidate. He's the number one tight end. And then it's up for grabs after that. Right now, Cade Stover's penciled in as the number two tight end. But G. Scott Jr., I like this a lot, Bucknutters. He's the one that promoted or approached the coaching staff, I should say, about this idea. And um, I like this a lot. I like this a lot. He's a physical kid. He can catch the ball really well. And he's already six foot three, 215 pounds. He's going to get even stronger. I also like, as I said, I like that he's the one that approached the coaching staff about this. This was actually an idea that was hatched by Richard Sherman. G. Scott Jr., of course, is from the Seattle area. And Richard Sherman made his name with the Seahawks. G. Scott Sr. works for the Seahawks. He helps them out a little bit. And, um, you know, so he's Richard Sherman's worked out with G. Scott Jr. since G. Jr. was a little kid. He suggested this as like a flex tight end. And then she took that to the Ohio State coaches. They love the idea. And now you could see, so Ruckert's going to be the main man, obviously, at tight end. And then now it's like, let's let's see what happens here for the number two tight end. Is it going to be Cade Stover, former Mr. Football here in the state of Ohio in 2018? By the way, that same year, Mayan Williams was the runner-up for Mr. Football. How about that? Cade Stover won Mr. Football. Mayan Williams was a runner-up in 2018. Anyway, so was it going to be Cade Stover, number two tight end? Is it going to be 
G. Scott Jr.? Is it going to be Joe Royer, who's going to be a redshirt freshman? Um, we'll see what happens. I like G's opportunity there as a flex tight end. He's not, again, he's not going to be a guy that's going to be asked to be like basically a, a third offensive tackle, like a lot of times Ohio State's tight ends are, but he can be a very good flex tight end. I'm very intrigued by that. I think he might be a better fit there than Cade Stover. We shall see. But I'm, I like that they have options there now. And uh, I've always been high on Cade Stover. I thought he'd be a really good defensive player. G. Scott Jr. is a natural pass catcher. This is interesting, Bucknutters. Let's see how that turns out. The other position change, Demario McCall back for his sixth year, which surprised me, thinking they have plenty of running backs and wide receivers. Why is Demario McCall coming back? Well, now we know. He is moving to corner. We just talked about they need corners. Well, Demario McCall is moving to corner. I like this. Again, there was no way he was going to see the field on offense, except in garbage time. He's going to be on the field to have fair catches on the kickoffs because they've basically taken kickoffs away in college football and to muff kickoffs. He also does that. He muffs kickoffs. But all joking aside, they really have taken the kickoff away in college football. And Demario is the kickoff returner to get him like a little bit of, uh, you know, here's your role. You're going to call fair catches for kickoffs. But now Demario is going to move to corner. We'll see what happens. I mean, we've seen stranger things. Do you guys remember Trestle's first year in 2001? They moved C. Grant from linebacker to corner. In 01, do you guys remember that? They, yeah, they moved C. Grant to corner. He played corner in 01, C. Grant. And, of course, they moved him back to outside linebacker in 2002 and they won the national championship. We all know he was the one that hit Dorsey on the final play of that game um, to, to force the incompletion in the national championship. But, uh, yeah, C. Grant as a junior, they moved him to corner. All, like, 215 pounds of C. Grant at the time played corner that year. Uh, may probably heavier than that. He was definitely heavier than that the next year. Um, so we've seen crazier things. It's not like Demario McCall is like too heavy to play corner. That's not my point. It's just like he, I don't think he's ever done it. Maybe he did a little bit in high school. To me, I, I think he was just a running back in high school, but I still like it. I still like it. He's 5'11, 195. I mean, there's nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose here. There's nothing to lose. Well, I mean, I, again, I didn't even think Demario McCall would be on the team this year. There's nothing to lose here. Might as well give him a, a shot. Cam Brown's out. Seven Banks is out for spring. It's a question mark anyway. We'll see what happens, but I like that Demario McCall is moving to corner. Speaking of corner, I think they have to add a, a, a corner in the portal, as I said earlier, and I've said on the show many times. They need to add a corner in the portal. Even if it's a guy that's like the number three corner and is just a depth guy at worst, fine, but or a starter at best. They're not going to have a star. They're not going to add some guy who's going to be like a first-round corner. If they can find a guy who could be like a number two corner, solid corner, and a starter, that's best-case scenario. Worst-case scenario, a guy that's like still solid but more of a backup, they can do that. There's got to be some corner out there that's transferring the ones to – it might not be anybody who's in has his name in the portal yet. It might be somebody who does it after spring. I think Ohio State's going to add a corner. I really do. I, they, they need to, and I think they will. And, again, we'll see about Henry 202, the linebacker from Tennessee. I still think he's going to be a Buckeye. We'll see what happens with that. All right, I am off to practice after I get this show up and running. Thank you very much for flying with me on this solo edition of the Bucknuts Morning 5. I appreciate it very much. Hope all of you have a great day. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Oh.